Welcome to Day 340 of Shape by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with Matthew Kresge and Cindy Kemp and David Keefe. We're continuing in the writing of John in the way that we've divided up our readings. There, We read a gospel and then we read the letters that most naturally fit with the gospel. And of course, when we read the gospel of John, we have three letters from John. And of course, we have a wonderful conclusion to all of Scripture in the book of Revelation, also you know, written by John. Uh, John is writing toward you know the end of his life. There's a lot of deep reflection on the gospel, and when you come you know to the letters of John, uh, you come to a you know very serious challenge for those of us who know Jesus to walk and live exactly as Jesus walked and lived. And so he'll confront our sin and make us a little bit uncomfortable with you know some of his claims. Uh, but uh, it's a very needed challenge you know as we continue to follow christ so we come uh, to a book that's very much like the gospel of john very warm uh very uh passionate uh, you know you can tell he deeply cares for those that he is writing to and uh, as we explore these uh books together leading into the book of revelation uh, let's offer ourselves in this uh, moment uh, to the lord david do you mind lifting us up in prayer no let's pray Father, as always, we uh, come to you humbly before your word, um, not as those who think we know everything or or have our act together, Um, but we do ask that as we turn now to your scriptures that you would meet us where we are, um, that you would provide us encouragement where we need encouragement, um, conviction where we need conviction, and that you would stir up and renew our affections um, for for Christ, um, for his church and for for the mission you have sent us out on as your people here in this place and so in all things we ask that you be glorified and that we as your people as we enter into your word would receive it with joy Uh, we pray this all in the name of jesus amen amen first john chapter one verse one which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you may also have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. This is a message we heard from him and declare to you God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. My dear children, I write these things to you so that you will not sin, but if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for our sins, but also for the sins of the whole world. We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, the love of God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus walked. Dear friends, I'm not writing to you a new commandment, but an old one, which you've had since the beginning. 
This old commandment is a message you have heard, yet I am writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him and you, because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in darkness. Anyone who loves their brother or sister lives in the light and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in darkness. They do not know where they're going because the darkness has blinded them. I am writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you've overcome the evil one. I'm writing to you, dear children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God lives in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Dear children, this is the last hour, and as you've heard, that the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they really did not belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us, but they're going so that none of them belong to us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is a liar? is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has a Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has a Father also. As for you, see that what you've heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you will also remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us, eternal life. I'm writing things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. And now, dear children, continue in him, so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him. What a wonderful book. My only complaint is he writes so much theology in such tight sentences. There is more than I hear than you could cover in a lifetime, much less in a, you know, 15 minute, you know, podcast, Mm -hmm. uh, which we've already spent half of our time just reading the text, you know, as, as we do it. Uh, I like you know the way that he starts his you know, the way that he starts this letter is the same way, you know that he starts you know uh, his gospel. In the mm-hmm. beginning was the word, and the word was with God, you know that which was from the beginning, and of course he's reflecting you know the very heart of all of Scripture because it starts with those words. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So he continues to take us back uh, to that precipice where God entered time and space from all of eternity and began to do His work. You know, in the world, and that work, of course, is fulfilled in the person of Christ. No, I love as well getting to see. You know, he talks about. You know, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And so, just love seeing that you know, the coming of Christ, this restoration that He's brought, isn't just as I kind of say. You know, this kind of horizontal restoration between humanity, but also this restoration between humanity and God, our creator. And so we write this to make our joy complete. So love seeing the work of Christ 
um, there among his people and restoring us back to our Father. It also shows us how the, the early church was viewing this salvation, that you know, it wasn't just simply a restoration of you know, our right relationship with God and then live however you want, but you almost get when he says, hey, we proclaim this, what we've seen, the gospel to you, and then he says, so that you may have fellowship with us. You know, and, and it's almost like, wait, well, hold on, can we, can we back up? Like, you, you reverse the order, you messed it up. It's so that you can have fellowship with the Father and the Son, and then you, you get us. But you're you're beginning to see the early church saw, you know, not as like uh, we're distinct individuals, and we, but it's God has formed the church, and, and our fellowship mm-hmm. is indeed with one another and with God, our Father, and yeah. the Lord Jesus. And, and of course, a lot of times in our systematic theology, we divide things that should never, you know, be divided. Uh, you saw this in you know John's prayer in John 17 and that day you will know that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me and you are in me and to be joined with the Father and Son is to be joined with the people of God as you know the people of God as well and so this is a rich you know reminder that he has brought us into fellowship uh, with himself so that we may be in fellowship with each other mm-hmm. and of course when it comes down to you know practical application he, he talks about we know we're walking with him or we're in fellowship with him by the way we love mm-hmm. our brother and sister uh, so these things are tied together in a way that's a little bit deeper you know than sometimes we realize but John has he made very explicit mm-hmm. and also fellowship with one another as we're walking in the light together too so there is that whole idea of um, you know, unity, but also the light really revealing sin. And as we're yeah. dealing with sin, we're, we are going to be unified. So, And again, it. you know, John is bringing us right out of the you know, first chapter, you know, of his gospel. Mm-hmm. And him uh, was light, and that light was the life of men. The light is shone in the darkness, and the darkness, you know, has not overcome it. And, and you do like you do like that move, you know, as we walk in the light, we, we're exposed for what we are, and that is the basis of our fellowship mm-hmm. with one another. And that's also the provision God has made that we might be, you know, purified. Mm-hmm. And I love the way that, he, he again, he puts fellowship first with one another. Mm-hmm. said if we walk in the light as he is in light, we have fellowship with one another. Mm-hmm. And it's not an artificial kind of fellowship that's based on, you know, common interests, sports backgrounds and neighborhoods that we live in it, it's based on the redemptive work of the lord jesus christ and exposes us mm-hmm. as sinners and so our fellowship is not a fellowship of our perfection but the fellowship right. of the one who has perfected us mm-hmm. you know in the person of christ yeah I love that. john's letter is one of those letters that you almost need to read it in its entirety every time you read it through to kind of really understand some of the aspects he's saying because it at times it can almost seem like he's un- contradicting himself or mm-hmm. he'll say mm-hmm. you know no one who walks with him will continue to sin and then he says but we know that if we continue to sin and confess our sin he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness you know we have an advocate when we do so it, mm-hmm. it, there's these tensions that live in in john's letter you know that that if we just kind of break it apart section by section we might miss the whole of what he's saying but i mean he really is drawing us to the reality of our salvation in christ and and all that we have and and therefore because we have been saved because we are in fellowship with god and with one another mm-hmm. you know let us walk in the light together you know fleeing sin fleeing darkness now as, as you read you know the entire you know uh, letter you know of first john you need to keep in mind verse 8 and verse 10 if we claim to be without sin, we've deceived ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Verse 10, if we claim we've not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. Mm-hmm. But then he goes, you know, no one who has been born of him, you know, continues 
in sin, and he's doing a typical you know, rabbinical thing where he's putting two opposing truths side by side with each other, you know, to to create a tension. And uh, you know, the reality is, we will continue to sin if that's where we hang out. We might just excuse our sin and say, "Oh well, everybody sins." And he says, "But what he has done in you." prevents you from a desire to go back to sin and to continue to sin. So anyone who genuinely has a work of the Spirit in, in their heart is walking away from sin, not walking into sin. Mm-hmm. And so you have these two tensions. Mm-hmm. Certainly we will sin, but that's not what we have been created for. That's not what we've been redeemed for. And that's not where His Spirit leads us. Mm-hmm. And I love that He reminds us again that there is a provision for sin. That you Absolutely. Know, um, that if, you know, if we're sinning that we're confessing he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins but he doesn't stop there he goes one step further and that he will cleanse us or purify us from all unrighteousness so yeah the gospel we're there should be a changed life but in the event that you're you know you're sinning which you are yes there 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 should and there will be you know there will be there's you know you know there will be you know there will be a changed life but there still is you know, the fact that uh, while we live in these bodies, we still will have a tendency, Absolutely. you know, to sin. Yeah. And I love John's, you know, just he's kind of saying how it is and, and giving us openness to admit our sins and to confess our mm-hmm. sins. Where I know I've been in so many kind of community right. settings where, mm-hmm. hey, guys, you know, how are we doing? Anything we're sh- I'm good, you know, and it's just kind of this. But he invites us to the reality uh, of the Christian life, um, knowing we, we will still sin, but does invite us to turn to our advocate, mm-hmm. to turn to the one who can forgive us our sins, and probably in the context in a community setting. Yeah. And the gospel is so powerful in that way because we can confess and um, we can walk in the in the light, and as a result of that, we can have fellowship with one another. So it's so powerful in the community. We, uh, there's so much we're going to miss here that we're not going to be able to do, but we, we <laughs> have to also... And, you know, I love, you know, uh, verse you know, 15, chapter 2, do not love the world or anything in the world. And, of course, mm-hmm. this is the source of our sin. Uh, do not love the world or any, anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. The same as Jesus saying you cannot serve two masters that love the one and hate the other. You can't serve both God. And Jesus sums it up as, as mammon. You know, the things of this world, we're getting our identity, mm-hmm. you know, from our money and from our wealth. So he says, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, uh, the lust of the flesh, our, us wanting to fulfill our you know, fleshly desires, the lust of the eyes, wow, I really wish I had one of those. Mm-hmm. And the boastful pride of life, you know, I'd like everybody to think well of me and you know, see me in my you know, very best. All of these don't come from mm-hmm. the Father. We're finding our identities in our appetites and in the things that we possess and the things that we achieve mm-hmm. rather than walking in the light and reeling our identity as in the grace and forgiveness we found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You have to love, too, John's emphasis on, on continuing in Christ or even continuing in that mm-hmm. which we heard from the beginning, you know, the mm-hmm. gospel message. And we talked that we try to talk about that a lot around here, that the gospel is not just this one-time message you believe mm-hmm. to get saved and then move on, you know, but... John's going to say that which we heard from the beginning, which we you know saw, we we've proclaimed to you, and then he goes on in verse twenty four, chapter two. As for you, see what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then he at the end of chapter two he tells him continue in Christ, continue in Him. You know, and, and that is you know the task of every believer is mm-hmm. is that that we would just respond to the gospel once and move on, but that we would remain in the gospel. Right, and he picks up that same word, abiding, yeah. you know, in. Mm-hmm. 
and there's you know so many interesting things that we're <laughs> going to have to leave on the table. But where he, he spoke of you know the Holy Spirit being an advocate for us, um, you know here he speaks of you know John speaks of Jesus as being an advocate, mm-hmm. you know for us as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of richness in in this, uh, but. Uh, Alas, we have come to the end of our 15 minutes in the Word, and that's why we changed uh, our podcast from 15 minutes in the Word to Shaped by the Word, because you can always go a minute longer. Uh, Matt, do you mind closing us in prayer? Let's pray. Father, we do repent of, of our sin, of our unbelief, of our lack of faith, of, of all those um, things that so characterize our lives more than, than we care to admit. And we turn to the one who is our advocate. We turn to the atoning sacrifice mm-hmm. of our sins, um, knowing that if we confess our sins to you, you're faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And, and so we thank you for the provision we have in Christ Jesus. Uh, we thank you um, for the grace we have in him. Uh, would you help us to remain in him and continue in him today? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.